It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit, booze. No, no not booze. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Do it. And use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code DNVR. This Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Will is closing out tabs, closing out Pornhub, closing mm-hmm. out how to hide oh God, Pornhub history, of how to <laughs> yeah, hide your history of, of hiding your history. Wow, Will. Well, welcome to That's Good Broncos. We're a day late for the second week in a row. That's my fault. Uh, I wanted to recap the Broncos game last night because I was not going to spend more time than I needed to reliving that <laughs> abysmal, abysmal game against the Bengals. A 15-10 to 10 loss. We'll talk a little bit about that. But really, I want to talk about the future because Drew Locke's going to start this week, Will. We're going to get a different look at the offense. I think it should be Brett Rippon. Never going to fucking happen, (laughs) but that's what we're dealing with. So, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. They pay me extra when I sing it, so I do. And you just use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings. And, of course, (laughs) my coffee company, BenchWarmerBrew.com. It's too late to get coffee in time for Christmas, but you can get it probably in time for New Year's. And that's when you're really going to need it because you'll be super hungover. And my coffee cures hangovers. It cures hangovers. Yeah. It cures hemorrhoids. And it cures 
baldness. So you have any bench, bench warmer is to the hangover as Russell Wilson's nano water is to the concussion. <laughs> it clears it. Exactly. You decipher what that means. Legally, um, I that statement is false. However, Legally. sounds good. I'm a swindler. I'm a swindler now, a grifter, see? <laughs> I'm going to take all your money and sell you snake oil. Except it's just coffee and it tastes really good. How do how do you extract oil from a snake? Oh, <laughs> I believe it would be sexual, but yeah, don't quote me on that. Either way, either way. All right. Well, uh, we didn't even really connect after the game because we usually do. We usually talk. We do the podcast. You had to move today, so I did. We haven't really talked or texted or jumped in on a script together. What 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 was your takeaway after that game? Yeah, uh, just a, a really good job, I think, almost the entire game by the defense and another really impotent job by the offense, which t- comes to no one's surprise. Uh, it doesn't no feel surprise. like this offense can string together multiple competent showings. And no. Um, we all hope Teddy's okay. Um, that was a really scary, scary hit. Um, yeah. I don't think they were winning the game with either quarterback yesterday. No. I, I, things, they, I will give, you know, here's what you get from Teddy. You're probably not going to turn the ball over in a big spot. Uh, here's what you're getting from Drew. He's going to push the ball down the field and he's going to give those big wide receivers a chance like he did with Tim Patrick. Um, Whether that ball's accurate or not, uh, you don't know. But they didn't seem like they were going to push for many points with Teddy. And then with Drew, you get the points and then you get the big turnover at the wrong time. That's kind of the story of his career. Yeah. And it's... It's unfortunate because he put together a nice scoring drive and he was putting together another nice drive and then the weird fumble happened. It was a, <laughs> yeah. it was an RPO and he should have handed it off to Javante Williams. Uh, I it was, said it that was a read option. It, it was a read option. It was a read option, run pass option, like what's the difference? Well, read option, there, there's the option to hand the ball off to the running back or for the quarterback to keep it and run. Run pass option is hand the ball to the running back or the quarterback makes a quick pass. Oh. So but Drew Locke was trying to get around the edge and run. Drew Locke was going to just run there was what yes. he was going to do. That was the okay. play. So I can no – I can attest to this, and it's why I stopped playing quarterback after eighth grade. Because we ran the option. That's all we did. And I, my only job was to read the defensive end. If he steps forward, I'm supposed to pitch the ball. If he plays back, then I have the option to cut in and you know run whenever I want. And I didn't like that pressure, because sometimes you can't really tell what the defensive – and is going to do, especially in eighth oh, yeah. grade, because they don't know what the fuck they're going to do. 
But watching <laughs> that play, uh, Kareem was coming up at him <laughs> before before he even decided to not hand off to Javante Williams. So if he's basically trying to read that end, that was the wrong read from the snap of the ball. So, yeah, I would say yeah. that's it was the wrong move. And when you have Javante, and I don't know why you would even put, I guess that's what it comes back down to too, is, and, and it was kind of a weird fluky thing. It's it's not like Drew Locke, even if he does that play again, it's not like he's going to fumble that play, you know, 10 out of 10 times. It's probably. Probably just the loss of a couple yards. Yeah. Like, you know, it, you, you don't think about it as too severe of a game changing play. Right. But um, why is Pat Shermer even telling him to <laughs> do that there? Just like that's what he he doesn't do his his quarterbacks any favors that are young. So just call the fucking handoff, hand the ball off there to your guy who's probably going to break a tackle and maybe make a play. Um, that's and we're complaining about the same thing every single week and I'm tired of doing it, but. Uh, maybe Drew Locke through the course of an entire game gives you a couple more of those nice opportunities to score. It's more of a question is it's like maybe you score some more touchdowns with Drew Locke, but maybe the defense gives up more points because his mistakes are putting the defense in a bad position. That's kind of like your trade-off, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the formula, the original formula, the Teddy formula is not going to win. Um, and yeah, Drew gave him the lead. I, I mean, we have to, yeah, you know, factor that in. Um, he put the team ahead, and then Justin Simmons promptly surrendered what was the 54, 56 yard touchdown to Tyler Boyd. Yeah. And um, they don't give up plays you, like that generally. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And he was coming in from the deep safety position to, you know, fill in and be the most traditional uh definition of the word safety like the last line of resort it wasn't like he yeah. was uh covering boyd on that play but uh when he came up to tackle him you don't see justin simmons whiff on a tackle like that and it just happened to go for a touchdown and it was so, it yeah. was a third of cincinnati's passing offense a third <laughs> yeah right there on that play um, yeah. No, it, it's too bad because, I mean, it, obviously, if you say, you know, we're going to hold the Bengals offense to 15 points, you'll take that every single time. Yeah. And you can't really complain about the defense because this is a defense that held Jamar Chase to one catch for three yards. Held yeah. Joe Mixon to under 60 rushing yards, one catch for a couple of yards. Um, <clears throat> T. Higgins, who's had three straight – Hundred yard receiving games had twenty three reset or twenty three yards receiving. Hi, T Higgins. Um, sorry, that's my thing now. Will. Hi, T Higgins. He was playing Hi, like low. T. He was playing like low T Higgins. Um, you might want to call his doctor. Twenty three yards, but you no, know, it kind of, it really tea. spoiled um what I thought was a great performance by Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan. Patrick Sertan, they all did a great job. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, one big play kind of overshadowed it. And um, 
I mean, the the real factor was that the offense only scored ten points. <laughs> yeah, only just, ten points. You know, you yeah, unless you're the Saints, you're not winning games with ten points. No, that, that was my thing. The Broncos would have beat the the Buccaneers uh, Sunday night by ten points. <laughs> yeah, really. Tom Brady is the first uh, quarterback to lose receivers in a game. Yeah, he's the only quarterback who's ever seen his. his yeah, Tom Brady was down to he was down to one Hall of Fame receiver last night. Yeah, just one Hall of Fame just ball one. catcher that he threw at eleven times and completed two passes to yeah. in Gronk. Um, Great job. And this was this was the story I felt like so much last year where the game was close, right? And just a couple guys you expect to be clutch aren't clutch. So Justin Simmons gives up the touchdown, and then Brandon McManus misses the 51-yard field goal attempt. And then the Bengals answer right away and kick a 58-yarder. And that was huge because if McManus makes that, then the Broncos are kicking back off to the Bengals, and I don't think they get into field goal range. Oh, yeah. It's it's not that the Broncos would just have more th- ha- would have three points there, the Bengals wouldn't have had those three extra points. Yeah, it's a six point swing. It is, it, and it would have made the, all the difference later, late in the game. Like Denver just would need to get into field goal range, or they would have had the lead. I don't even know how the math works there, but they could have won with a field goal. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, the, I mean the problem there to me was I don't think the clock management was necessarily wrong with what they're shooting for. A lot of people were kind of trying to pile on him for not managing the clock well. Um, the problem is they were playing for a field goal. Yeah. They were playing to run the clock down as far as they could and kick a field goal. Turns no. out they didn't run the clock far down enough. And they, and they didn't the get goal. close enough. But they weren't. They were uh, very clearly not trying to score a touchdown. Yeah. It was annoying. In a, in a, it was what was it a six to three game I don't even know at that point I think it was six three bangles no it was three three was it okay yeah because then the Broncos would have went in to halftime with the six to three lead <laughs> instead right, the right. Bengals went in halftime with the six to three lead. lead yeah so to not even you know uh consider <laughs> trying to score seven when you had two and a half minutes left. It's it says yeah, a lot it, about your offense and, and what you think about your quarterback. And it's and it's honestly yeah, they still had, uh, they still had it's Teddy in at that time. They yeah, yeah, they ran the clock down to the two minute warning on purpose. And they said we yeah. are playing for a field goal oh, and Cincinnati knew that. That's right, because uh during my live stream I started screaming at them saying why the hell would you not uh call your timeout on that side of the two minute warning right <laughs> right no it, it's it's so infuriating watching because any other offense operate yeah it is yeah i don't know where it's it's so stupid it's like the they're the it's the opposite of the brandon staley approach I was just going to say, like, you're a little bit, you know, you're kind of piling on Staley, but you know what Staley would try to do there? He would try to get in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, He wouldn't be playing for a field goal. 
No. And I'm not like, I'm having fun with that because people are losing their, their shit about it. And I think aggressiveness is great. And I think going for it on fourth down more often now is, is smart and you should do it, but you also have to, to read the game and you have to know when to kick field goals. And usually Couple, a couple of those situations are when you've already went forward on fourth and failed and then also lost your tight end on that play because of an injury. Mm-hmm. Division games, which you know are always, almost always going to end up close. And uh, I guess it was just those two things. Division games. Division games, points are really important. And if you've already kind of messed up before, you didn't convert earlier, like get the points. And then maybe you try it again later, like doing it three times and failing all three times. It's going to kill you. The Broncos don't even put like, and they, they were winning. What's weird is the Broncos early in the season. were going for it on fourth. We were praising Fangio for having some of the big old friggin' meatballs for, you know, they went for it on like fourth and seven week one or week two and converted. And it was fun. And I don't trust them necessarily to do that now, but. Just like you're right, just play for the touchdown there. That's not crazy. No, no, but it doesn't. It like at a certain point, watching that offense operate, it it feels like a it feels like fantasy land. Seeing them yeah. score, you put together a two and a half minute touchdown drive. Yeah, it doesn't feel possible to have no to string together you know three chunk plays and get down into the red zone and punch it in. No. Um, in a drive that doesn't take up at least six and a half minutes. If no, they, there's only I, one way they score and it's through their running backs and you can't do that in a two minute situation. Um, yeah. And it just exposes the, the glaring flaw on this team that it's just more uh, apparent every game. And it's, uh, it's pretty sickening to watch <laughs> as a fan of this team. Um, yeah. and I it would just kill to have Derek Carr right now. Watching like a guy who's got the opposite thing problem. For Derek Carr. I would take, do... yeah, no. He takes shots. He's making it work with, well, he's making it work with Zay Jones, basically, and Hunter Renfro. Hunter, right. Hunter Renfro is good, but like when he's your best receiver, that's probably not the best situation. Their running game spotty and their defense is not great. Um, you put him on the Broncos and they probably beat Cincinnati by 20 points yesterday yeah i i mean at, at a certain point you wonder like when does the defense just kind of give up on this season oh uh, the past two years it was by december <laughs> right and it, it feels this like year, uh, the season's ostensibly over and they could give up you know Speaking of Derek Carr, he could throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns against us next week, and it wouldn't be particularly surprising. Yeah, but even but like the Raiders' defense, not so not so hot. Drew Locke could have a big game against them as well. So maybe yeah, you could also maybe throw we could last year. Yeah, we, we could be thinking uh, he threw four picks against the Raiders. Yeah, in, in Las Vegas. Oh, I forget. I blocked that out. That's gone yeah. from my memory. Yeah. Um, but even before Teddy got hurt in that game, he was having a really bad game. Um, he was, he was, he was throwing the ball away. Yeah. 
he was throwing the ball away a lot. He was he was out checking down his check down status, but he also Missed had a couple Judy wide open down the field. Yeah, didn't even see him. But he also had like Sutton drop an easy pass. Um, sure. Albert O dropped one. Uh, one would have moved the the markers on third down. Like it's just that thing where everything kind of goes wrong when nobody's playing on offense and the run game you you knew it would happen where the run game was fine but it wasn't they weren't dominating because of it and the offense can't operate unless the run game is getting close to 200 rushing yards so that's what we know right. with Teddy with Drew Locke maybe that's a little different and maybe if I'm being optimistic maybe Drew Locke throwing the ball downfield a little bit with a week to prep of maybe to God, uh, a prayer to God, if you will. Pat Shermer keeps it sh- simple, <laughs> draws a game plan that plays to Drew Locke's strengths, which I don't know if Shermer can do that. I don't think Vic Fangio believes in Drew Locke. So Drew Locke's facing an uphill battle, but some play action, roll him out, take some deep, deep shots to Sutton, who looked the best with Drew Locke, maybe that pushes that takes the defense off of stacking the box just a little bit, and the Broncos can run the ball more effectively against the Raiders. Yeah, I mean optimistically speaking. I, I was counting and Cincinnati had seven, eight, nine guys in the box routinely. Yeah. And they said, okay, like you're you're just not gonna run the ball as effectively as you usually will against us. Yeah. Um, you want to take a shot? Take a shot. We don't believe you. We don't think you can. Um, no, it's not going to happen. <clears throat> they didn't. Because, one, dude, you know, deep shot to Cortland Sutton that Eli Apple made a play on. Yeah. Eli Apple, you son of a bitch. Yeah, real, real cocky after the game, too. <laughs> Guy who has been – such a bust for most of his career to be so cocky. Oh, oh, Eli. Um, and, and you can stack the box, but we also kind of, I think, another issue for the Broncos emerged, and that was pass protection. And the Bengals have some talented pass rushers. That they do. The Broncos, they struggled. They struggled with, with Hendrickson, with Hubbard, uh, uh, with Khalid Kareem, um, these guys were getting pressure, and that kind of showed a little bit because when the Broncos did try to throw, a reason Teddy was kind of throwing it away was pressure. So, yeah, Garrett Bowles is really struggling. Yeah, he a couple was holding really penalties, struggling. untimely holding penalties. That very, felt nice very untimely. In. It's weird how that tends to happen when Drew Locke's in the game. Yeah, it, it was only happened with Locke. It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. I, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe he has a better feel for where um, Teddy Locke is. or Teddy's going to be in the pocket. Yeah. It's just like if if there was a, a legit a legit QB back there and your def- yeah. the defense is stacking the box and you have all those weapons, they would have smoked him. Aaron Rodgers right. behind that would have smoked the Bengals yesterday. Russell Wilson would have smoked them. And now the new guy I'm getting high on, the new guy I'm getting high on, Will Huntley. 
Bring me Huntley because he might be available. Bring me Tyler Huntley. Give me a guy who looks pretty good, looks kind of dynamic, or bring me Greg Roman as the next head coach. I'm not opposed necessarily to either of those ideas. Um, I wouldn't want Tyler Huntley to be the only guy you bring in. Tyler Huntley, Huntley and a rookie. Boom. Yeah. Solved it. I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. I mean. But Greg, Greg Roman's a big part of it. He is, uh, he's as good as he gets. Um, unless it's, you know, unless you need two points. <laughs> he's as good as he gets. Um, <laughs> I really hated that play that they ran. I don't, I didn't, I agreed with the idea to go for it. Oh, the Raven. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Weird to cut the field into like a fourth of its size. Yeah, I don't know. Roll out, but Hunt, yeah, Huntley. He gets better um, every time he's out there. Yeah, Huntley. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have a they have a system over there, and it works. Um, they do have a system, and they found the right guy to back up Lamar Jackson because he can come in and play a very similar style of football. Like Huntley had 73 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, and the rushing touchdowns were they were in the red zone, and they basically got him back in the game. So, yeah, he's a gamer. Uh, you know, everybody's like, he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson. Well, nobody on earth really is as fast <laughs> as Lamar Jackson. He's as fast as Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, but, it, and that's the second week in the row Huntley's done that. Like, he played very well the week before. But anyway, I don't I don't want to go down a Tyler Huntley uh, wormhole here. Uh, the wormhole I want to go down is the DraftKings Sportsbook wormhole. <laughs> Boom. Draft of Kings. They like wormholes, and it's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Oh, and they've got a gift that will certainly put you in the holiday spirit. Booze. Just kidding. It's not booze. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $100. Wait, $100? $150 in free bets. $150 in free bets. If you're victorious or if the team's victorious, just bet on the NBA is what I'm saying. And if that team wins, you can get some free bets. DraftKings also. Okay. They're for Christmas. They've got, they've got a holiday free bet surprise. Okay. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DNVR this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA basketball sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply to draftkingcom slash sportsbook for details gambling problem go 1-800-522-4700 um okay drew lock coming into play i'm a little excited to see drew lock just for the sake of a change and that's really all um, I don't know if he can be better in Teddy. We just kind of just 
discussed their differences there. He will be different than Teddy. It will be different. And I hope Drew Locke plays well. I'm at the point, though, where I don't know if I want the Broncos to win out or lose out, Will. <laughs> I think they yeah. can benefit from actually having the draft spot, not just to take a possible QB, but to trade it for a possible QB at this point. And you and I are not guys who believe in taking, who believe in losing, but I'm debating whether or not I can emotionally handle the Broncos winning against the Raiders and then setting me up to slap me in the face with a loss against the Chargers. Because I know that's what's going to happen if they beat the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between tanking and, you know, wanting to tank from the, you know, from week one versus knowing that you're all but eliminated from the playoffs, seeing three tough games ahead and, you know, not really caring if you win or lose, which is kind of where I'm at, sadly um for yet another season like, would it be cool to go 10 and 7 sure yeah would it re- there's not really any evidence that momentum carries over from one season to another no um, we there's like none. to think so but you know the broncos <laughs> won three of their last four um in 2019 and uh maybe four of their last five or something like that with Drew Locke yeah. And it, yeah, it really smartly nothing in 2020. They started 0 and 3. Fired their offensive coordinator. So yeah, that, that's true too. Uh, oh yeah, this guy is making Drew Locke play well. Let's get rid of that asshole. Let's yeah, who that wants asshole? Pat Shermer. Funny Twice how they yeah. I think it, like that's kind of the problem with the Broncos coaching staff because. There are clear problems with certain coaches and nothing's happened to them. And I think it's because Vic Fangio is just comfortable with those guys versus he was not comfortable trying to coach up Rick, Rich Scangarello. It was like, this guy's too green. Uh, I can't think about the offense and just get me somebody. I don't have to think about what they're going to (laughs) do. And instead you get... Full shimmering. I mean, that's full shimmering. Like, I don't totally mind Vic as a head coach. I don't either. I think, he, I think he's a good people person, and he has uh, the effect he has on the defense is is really profound. Um, but yeah. if he's not gonna, you know, if he's not gonna make moves when you need to uh, to get rid of a bad coach, two bad yeah. coaches. That, that goes back to the head coach. Like, you can't say – you know, you can say the offense is bad and that's Pat Shermer's fault, but whose fault is it ultimately? It's the guy who hired and refuses to fire the offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's got to he's got to force Shermer to be better. And I don't think he has the desire to do that. It's like if – you know, Bill Belichick's a defensive – coach right defensive minded coach but if something is not working on their offense do you think josh mcdaniels is going to get away with that for more than five minutes i don't like he's going to be figuring out how they game plan that's the thing like the broncos it's like they don't ever have a game plan offensively it feels like they just try the same shit that doesn't work over and over again 
Except for when they're running well. When they're running the ball effectively, it's like, okay, yeah. yeah here we I mean, go. They have a game plan that works against bad teams, generally. Yes, that's true. And unlike a team like the Bills, who beat the shit out of all the bad teams they play, they're competitive against the good teams. They've just been losing those games. The Broncos play anybody that's better than them, they don't win. They just don't win. Except for the Chargers. Somehow yeah. the Chargers. <laughs> strangely enough everybody's got that weird team that you shouldn't beat but you still do yeah oh yeah that uh oh i was just thinking about that's the saints and the bucks yeah exactly exactly some teams you just you just have their number yeah and now the broncos are tied with the dolphins at seven and seven good for the dolphins man Good for them. Yeah. Talk about a team that's clawed its way back into they're actually ahead of the Broncos in the AFC playoff seating. As they should be. And the Raiders with their win tonight against the, the Browns. Um they're still alive, barely. <laughs> they're still the alive, though. Yeah, look at Seattle. The Falcons are, are they're still alive. Not, not that far out of it. And that Saints win last night, they're the seventh seed now. Well, incredible. I guess Washington plays tomorrow, so that could change there. Um, Denver, if they do beat the Raiders, okay, and it looks like they need the Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, (laughs) Chargers, (laughs) Bills to lose to help get them uh, into really thinking about the pool. So it seems like they're alive, but this is a long shot now. This is a long shot officially to get into the playoffs. Correct. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think I I would either want them to go three and L or O and three and nothing in between. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the just the those are the only two options that actually help the Broncos the most. Uh, yeah. Three and zero, and they get into the playoffs. That says a lot about I don't know your team or some shit, but you lose three. We all know what that draft that draft. It's also does. like especially if you're trying to lure a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, it's attractive to join yeah. a playoff team, a team that made the playoffs without a quarterback. Yeah. That's that's yeah, a big yeah. reason why Peyton Manning came in 2012. Yep. And I think he liked John Elway at the time. I think that was part of it. So it's interesting. <laughs> I, the Raiders winning actually helped the Broncos, which is bizarre. <laughs> uh, and I found myself wanting them to win. And I didn't really understand like that it would definitely help them, but I just I, I wanted it for the chaos. That's all I care about now is more chaos. And I was like, if they win, that makes the AFC West a little more chaotic. Yeah, because there has been enough chaos this season. The Browns were starting no. Nick Mullins at quarterback. Yeah, Nick Mullins chaos. tonight. Yeah. Oh boy. So everybody's beatable. Uh, the good thing about the Bucks losing in the way they did is Aaron Rodgers has jumped Tom Brady for the MVP favorite. Thank God. Has he? Uh, 
Jonathan Taylor. It's probably your number two. And the Rams still have to play. It's a weird week. The Rams have to play. Washington has to play. The Eagles have to play. And who else am I missing? Who do the Rams play? The Rams play the Seahawks, right? Seattle, that's right. And Seattle has to play. Yeah, and so we'll kind of know a little bit more on uh, Wednesday. So it's been a long week in the NFL. We're going Thursday to Tuesday. Hate it. Is there Thursday night football this week? Yes, it is the 49ers and the Titans, which is actually a good game. That is a good game. Very good. Just doesn't feel right to be playing games that have playoff implications on Thursday this late in the season. Um. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad doing it on Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday you got Browns Packers. That is Christmas. and Colts Cardinals. And that is Christmas. Correct. What wow. uh? What's the ideal day of the week for Christmas? Um, Tuesday. Yeah, I'm kind of with you because it kind of clears out the whole week. Yeah, like if you only get Christmas Eve and Christmas off, then you get Friday, Saturday. I mean, you get Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, or maybe yeah, it's good. Thursday, Friday. Then maybe Thursday, Friday is the best. Yeah, you want to just clear out that week as much as possible and get a you know yeah nice long landing strip to yeah. uh new year's eve yeah you want you want thursday friday nobody wants to go to work the day after christmas no i i, I will be because <laughs> the broncos play sunday and we've got three weeks of regular season football and then we've got playoffs cannot wait And we got to do a best and worst for every best and worst play or moment for every team this season. We did it last year and the video did well, Will. So we got to repeat it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Best. What's been the Broncos best play this season? Best play or best moment. um, Starting three and oh, starting three and oh. That's not a play or a moment, I don't think. Starting three and zero is a moment. That's like a whole week. You're you're three and zero for a whole week. You're three and zero for it's the course of three weeks. I don't uh, even feel like being three now because everybody's making fun of us. Yeah, no, they were, and they were all best right play for me is the uh, probably the Patrick Sertan pick six. Oh yeah, that was pretty nice. That might have been finding, finding Javante Williams can break any tackle. Honestly, yeah. I thought one of his best runs came uh, against the Bengals. Yeah, is when they're on the goal line and he kind of runs backwards like three yards. His foot's in the end zone. You're like, oh god, is is he going to get tackled right on the goal line? Yeah, and then he turns out a first down. He t- he just breaks a tackle and then pulverizes his way for a first down. Yes, I just tied my hair in a knot. 
It's that part of the podcast. It's that part. We've reached the tying your hair in a knot part of the podcast. We've also reached the I'm keeping my hand on my beard part of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I got to trim my beard. I need a haircut. I need to change my whole life. Just like the Broncos, I need a new identity in 2022. Uh, I think we can all say that. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Here's the bubble teams. Every Oh, never mind. We already did that. Crazy, too, because the only teams eliminated from the playoffs are still the Jags, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jets. I feel like we should strong. open it. We should open it back up to the Lions. Yeah, just let them get a shot at it. Yeah, I, I think just maybe eliminate a team like are the Giants still in it? Yes, at four and okay. ten. Giants, you're out. Lions, you're back in the hunt. I love it. Officially. They beat the friggin' Cardinals, so they can beat a they playoff beat team in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know what kind of rule that is, but um, I'm in favor of it. Get the, the Lions back in Give the Lions the a moment line. on the first, like, six games. Yeah. Why not? I didn't – it's so funny to think Jared Goff is 8-1 and one against the Cardinals. That's unbelievable. Wow. Love that is it. a team that cannot beat Goff no matter what they do. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. The moment is the Sim- Simmons interception and the photo with the DT memorial. Uh, probably true. That's a good point. Very good point. Yeah. All right. I know this was a low-T podcast, low energy. <laughs> My apologies. It's been a long weekend. Will moved all day. Uh, we were oh, yes. just shooting from the hip. And trying our best to sleep. Woefully unprepared. Woefully unprepared. And we'll be just as unprepared on Wednesday with our or wait. Yeah, we'll probably crank that out Wednesday. Our pick 'em and any Broncos news other than Drew Locke starting. Uh over under 250 passing yards for Drew Locke, Will. 249 under. Oh, damn, your boy Lettuce coming in with the super chat right before we leave. I'm excited for Drew Locke. At least now the Broncos can go nowhere with Dazzle Dazzle. Yeah, at this point, I'm ready to friggin' burn with a little bit of excitement. At least taking some Throw that ball down the field, baby. Yeah, fire him. Although, Teddy did take – here's the problem when you are really limited with the shots you take. Last, Last thing. Teddy took a shot to Sutton, threw a, yeah. a nice deep ball down the right sideline into the end zone on target. And that was the play Eli Apple made, kind of hit the ball out. But you expect Cortland Sutton to come away with that. And maybe yeah. a different quarterback goes, you know, goes right back to that on the next series or the next play or whatever and hits. Teddy's not going to do that. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, are you only allowed to take one deep ball, you know, deep shot a game? Yeah. One if it works. One if it doesn't work. If it works, the fr- it's like the coach's challenge. Yeah. <laughs> if it works the first time, then you can do it again. That's mm-hmm. the exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so and Teddy like, and concussion. Like the challenge. Concussion protocol. Our, our passing offense has been like Vic Fangio this season. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, did the Broncos lose a challenge on Sunday? 
think no, I think I don't think they threw the challenge flag. I think there is an official review. No, you're right. Wasn't even close enough to review. Okay, we're no. getting out of here. What? What? Uh, I was gonna say turnovers are always reviewed. So oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, th I feel like if Vic had thrown the challenge flag, um, he would have lost. But since the officials initiated it, you know, yeah, that's that's what made the difference there. Yeah, because then the, they had to review the Melvin Gordon fumble too. And thank God yeah. he was down. If Gordon fumbled in that game, oh man, he was game over. He would not have a. He would have to abandon social media. <laughs> <laughs> or he would have to abandon it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you showing up for a belated podcast. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday, and then I hope everybody has a good Christmas or whatever Absolutely. Christmas holiday you celebrate. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Easter. Worshiping Flag the devil. Day. Any satanic rituals you're into? Yeah. What kind of Christmas tree does Satan have? I like to think he has a cactus. Yeah, cactus with lights. Corey, what's up, homie? Patriots are number one. Damn right. The Patriots lost, the Bucks lost, and the Titans lost, which means my curse is back. And the Chiefs won. The stupid a-hole Chiefs won. Good night. Good luck. John Elway's ACL would strangle the Chiefs if given the chance for him to play right now today. It's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that'll certainly put you in the holiday spirit. Booze. No, no not booze. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get in the Christmas spirit with the holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Right now. Do it. And use promo code DNVR. Bet just $5 on any NBA team and win $150 in free bets if they are victorious. That's promo code DNVR. This Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.